If you have a Bible with you, um, actually, we're just going to have a few readings, so you'll be flicking through, but that's not a bad thing. And they're all in John, so that's helpful, isn't it? Um, We've been covering a series in our um, morning uh, gatherings called The Heart of Jesus, and um, this morning I want to look at the Holy Spirit and the heart of Jesus. Or a shorter title would be just um, Head to Heart. All of us want to know Jesus better. Then we started our year with that desire. We want to know Jesus better. To go deeper in our relationship, closer in our walk with him. And so running up to Easter, we looked at the key events in the life of Jesus. But we've also been looking sort of deeper into the aspects of his heart. What is he like? And we've discovered afresh that Jesus is good news. He's good news for the discouraged, the frustrated, the weary, the disappointed, the cynical, the empty, the broken, the hungry, the faithful, the joyful, and the expectant. I came up with that list thinking that I would cover everyone in this room. He's good news for you. And we've used that base um, verse from Matthew 11, Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this morning, I'd like us to um, respond in worship. So we're going to have a shorter message. I know you don't believe that when I say it to you, but we're going to try and have a shorter message, but more time just to respond in worship, to invite the wonderful, beautiful Holy Spirit to come and fill us afresh and transform us. You're up for that? Yeah, okay. John's Gospel, more than any of the other three Gospels, focuses on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's been called the Gospel of the Spirit. In John 1, verse 33, John the Baptist says, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John 7, verse 38 and 39, Jesus says, Whoever believes in me... As Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. John 14, verse 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. We looked at Jesus, our advocate, last week. He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. John 15 verse 26, Jesus says, when the advocate comes, and that word, we realized the Greek word was parakletos, and it's translated in different ways, comforter, counselor, helper. But advocate probably comes the closest in our English language. When the advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And then John 16, verse 5 and 7, Jesus says, But now I am going to him who sent me. 
None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you're filled with grief because I've said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And I found it interesting once again just to go over those verses and to discover afresh that it's the Father and the Son who send the Spirit. Did you notice that in those readings? There are times when he says, I will ask the Father and he will send the Holy Spirit. And then other times when Jesus says, I will send you the Holy Spirit. Perhaps emphasizing that the Father and Jesus are one. Two persons, but they're one. And this series has been about the heart of Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son, that second person of the Trinity. But I want us to be reminded today of things that you already know. But that as we've been thinking about the heart of Jesus, the heart of Jesus is not out of step with the heart of the Father or the heart of the Holy Spirit. They each reveal the heart of God to us. Jesus, who was always with the Father and the Spirit, who became flesh incarnate, expresses and utters what is in the Godhead's heart. So this week, focusing on the Holy Spirit and the heart of Jesus, but next week I want to focus on the Father and the heart of Jesus. So a quick recap of everything that we know. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? Well, he is God. God, the Holy Spirit. He has all the attributes of God. He has all those omnis, you know, the omnipresence, the omnipotence, the omniscience. And that means basically he is all-present, all-powerful, all-knowing, just like Jesus, just like the Father. And he is a person. It is sometimes confusing because even we who know him, that he is a person, sometimes get sucked into thinking he is a force, or an it, or a power. He is a person, just like Jesus. Jesus introduces us to him, just like that, a he. He has all the attributes and marks of personhood. He feels, he wills, he knows, he acts, he can be known. We can have a relationship with God the Holy Spirit. What does he do? Well, he always points to Jesus and to the Father. He's involved in recreating. As he was involved in the very beginning in creation, he's involved in recreating, regeneration. We are born again by the Spirit. He convicts. He convicts the world of sin. He convicted me of sin. He convicts us of sin and our need of grace and our need of Jesus. He empowers the church and equips the church with gifts of his Holy Spirit. He gifts the church with people as well, filled with the Holy Spirit to do particular things. He testifies to our hearts that we are children of God. 
He teaches and he guides us in all truth. He indwells us, which is amazing. He is God at his closest to us. He leads. He makes us fruitful, growing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, the characteristics of Jesus. He also intercedes for us. He guides us into truth. He is just like Jesus. And he wants to transform us more and more into the likeness of Jesus. And one day we will be like him. And we'll see him as he is. All these things are glorious and true of what the Holy Spirit does. I just want to add one more to the list. The Holy Spirit causes us to actually feel the heart of Christ, the heart of Jesus. Because you could have come for the last three or four months of this series, The Heart of Jesus, and you could have gone away thinking, well, that's lovely. But not actually experienced the heart of Jesus. Not actually encountered the heart of Jesus. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to know the heart of Jesus. It's that moving from head to heart. It's such a long journey. 18 inches, it's so long. Are you hungry to know the heart of Jesus? I can't make you hungry. And if you're not hungry, I would ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to make you hungry for more of the heart of Jesus. The Spirit makes the heart of Jesus real to us, not just heard, but seen, not just seen, but felt, not just felt, but enjoyed. We are the most joyful people on earth. We are. I know people might disagree if they see us on a Sunday, but, you know, we are. When you think about it, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff, and stuff gets in the way sometimes with that joy, but when you realize how much you are loved by Almighty God, there is no joy like it. When you know that you can look death in the face and say, I am secure because I will be with the Lord. There is no joy like that. The Holy Spirit takes our understanding. It moves it from theory to reality. It moves it from a postcard to a holiday. You get that one. From doctrine, which is important, to experience, because you need both. It's one thing to be told that Jesus loves you. It's another to know it. And part of that is believing the Scriptures. Not just waiting for an experience, it's believing the truth. 
But I do believe that the Holy Spirit wants to encounter us. That we might experience more of the heart of Jesus. To feel the warmth of his embrace. And so Jesus in uh, John 14 to 16 explains the work of the Holy Spirit as an extension of his own. And then he said those words that we read earlier, but now I'm going to him who sent me. And none of you ask, where are you going? Rather, you're filled with grief because I've said these things very truly. Whenever you hear Jesus saying very truly, it means trust me. Trust me. I tell you, it's for your good that I'm going away because unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The Spirit replaces sorrow with joy. And I understand the disciples. I would have been exactly in that place. Jesus is saying he's going away. He's leaving them. He had called them. He had befriended them. He'd loved them. They'd spent time with them. They'd embraced him. And now he's going away. I don't want him to go away. I'd be saying, no, don't go away. Stay. Often thought when I was first a Christian, wouldn't it have been wonderful to have been there Walked around Galilee with Jesus. To have been there when he turned water into wine, been there when he fed the 5,000, been there when he healed the sick, when he raised the dead, to hear him teach and preach. And Jesus says, it's better for you to have the Holy Spirit. Trust me. Because then he will be available 24-7, 365. We will have unlimited access. We have unlimited access. You know the telephone deals that you get? Unlimited calls, unlimited texts. We have unlimited access. Even the disciples didn't enjoy that when he was on earth. Sometimes he spent time with the three. Sometimes he went off on his own. Sometimes he went with the twelve. Sometimes he went with the crowds. When they thought that Jesus was leaving, they thought it meant his heart was leaving. But Jesus says he may leave them physically, bodily, but he will be with them by his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals to us the very heart of God. I will send you another, says Jesus, like me. What would it be like to treat the Holy Spirit as a person? To have a relationship with him, to develop that. I know we're all different. Some of us really respond to the Father heart, and I hear it when you pray because, you know, the Father comes through. That's, you know... Father, Father, and Jesus taught us to pray that way. Other people, you're Jesus people. I'm kind of one of the Jesus people in that sense because I relate so much to Jesus. But I want us to relate to the three persons of the Godhead in relationship. Didn't help when the Holy Spirit was called a ghost for so long. That was really unhelpful. He is a person just like Jesus. Head to heart. 
The Spirit comes that we may know the grace of the heart of Jesus. The Spirit loves to awaken our hearts again and again to the wonder of the heart of Jesus. So in summary, the Spirit loves to take our understanding of the heart of Jesus, which we've been looking at for these many months, of his great affection and longing for us. If we want to know what's in the heart of Jesus, you are in the heart of Jesus. And he transforms that theory into revelation. And he does it decisively when you became a follower of Jesus because you were born again by the Holy Spirit. You can't be a follower of Jesus without being born again by the Holy Spirit. But he does it a thousand times after as we continue to walk with Jesus. Through all of life and all its challenges, the Holy Spirit will bring us back to the heart of Jesus. So we're going to do that today. We're going to spend time worshipping. Not singing songs. We're going to worship. Going to ask the band to come back. And you may need just to sit where you are for the whole time and just open your heart. But I would encourage you to open your heart to the Lord this morning. And sometimes you need to do a physical thing just to, to express that. And sometimes it's just opening your hands where you are, closing your eyes where you are. We're just going to ask the Holy Spirit. It may be that nothing happens that you perceive. But Jesus says that if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, he always gives. Always. So let's ask the wonderful Holy Spirit to do this again today amongst us. If you find worship uncomfortable any length of time in, in worship, and I know that it might not be how you respond to God, but can I just encourage you this day just to, just to say to God what's on your heart, just express what's on your heart, and just say, Lord, come and have your way amongst us. Come fill me again. We all need to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. I, well, we all pray every day, I guess, but we want to be filled. So let's, let's ask. So let's pray together.